0: <laughs> that was pretty awesome <laughs> all right so let's do a little pretending this morning imagine with me if you've seen uh, the movie you are in the Millennium Falcon so this is Han Solo's starship and Han is there in the captain's chair Chewbacca of course is the co-pilot and you are Luke's Skywalker, and all of a sudden, Han says, as he gets up from his seat, he says, "All right, kid, let's see what you can do. Let's see if you can fly this old bucket of bolts." And so you get there in that seat, and you push on those throttles and you push them forward as hard as you can, and all of a sudden, the windshield just blurs with light, and just like that, you've hit light speed, and you're going 186,000 miles per second. How long is it going to take you to get from one end of the Milky Way, which is our galaxy, all the way to the other? A few minutes? A few hours? A few days? Maybe even a few years? No, it will take you 100,000 years. 100,000 years just to get from one end of our little tiny, and it is tiny compared to the rest, our little tiny galaxy from one end to the other. Our universe is immense. It is huge. It is beyond comprehension. Now, at the University of Hawaii, the scientists there did a little study, and they used a very mundane material to try to explain to their students just how vast our universe is. So what they did is they took grains of sand. So imagine now you're on a, a sandy beach, maybe in Florida or, or Hawaii or wherever it is, and you have this vast expanse of sand. Now just in a little bucket, a little tiny bucket you're building your sandcastle with, there are nearly a million grains of sand. That one little bucket. Now imagine that, that little beach where you are, Now imagine all the beaches on the earth and all the sand here on this earth. And now multiply that by 100,000. That's how many stars there are in the universe. Tonight, hopefully we get a clear night, get away from the city, and look up at this vast expanse. Literally, trillions upon trillions of stars. Now, I mention all of this just to give us an idea of how wonderful and powerful our God is. The Bible constantly reminds us that if all we do is just look at nature, if we look at this this universe around us, discount the stars in the sky, we get an idea of the, of the timelessness of our God. We get an idea of his immense power. And yet he is a, a personal God, a God who, is, who has taken so much interest in all of his children that even after we have sinned, even after we have fallen away, he would send his son Jesus Christ, come back to this earth to redeem it, for all time and for eternity. So now as we understand our God, is he at all anything like the God in the movie? And particularly in Star Wars. So take a look here at your notes. We're going to kind of go through this whole idea of the force and the religion that it seems to depict. And I want to begin with this. If you if you've seen these, these movies, you see this. It is, it is overt. It is intentional. George Lucas, the, the director and producer and the writer, the author uh, of these movies, intentionally wants people to see God. He wants young people to ask, so what is God like? Is he anything at all like what we see here in the movies? And we have to come up with this answer that the force is not a Christian view of God. Even though I love these movies and I love the whole The whole dichotomy of light and darkness and good versus evil and this struggle which is incredibly real in our own lives. The force, even though we play around with this here in our Lutheran theology as we did in our video, may the force be with you. Yeah, see, that's that's Lutheran, right? And yet, it's a distorted view of what the Bible has to say. Really this force, good, evil, light, uh, in darkness, it's really close to what what we might call a God of of pantheism. This idea that God is everywhere, that, that he is in everything. Or maybe dualism, good versus evil. And we see this, that there, even though there are some similarities, God, of course, calls us as his people to be in the light. We heard that from our, our reading before. Let me read it again. For you were once darkness. Think about that. You were once darkness. Uh, you were evil. You were away from God. You didn't know him. You were doing the wrong things. But now you are light in the Lord. And so, and now that you're in the light, live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. How do you do that? You read his word. You follow his command. And find out what pleases the Lord have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Which is completely contrary to what the force is all about in the movies. The force is neutral. There's the dark side and there is the light side that you get to choose. Both sides have power. It's up to you to determine which direction you will go. Which is going to be most advantageous for you in your life. And so in the movies, in Star Wars, the force seeks a balance between light and dark. As Lucas says, between compassion and greed, which he says are on the opposite ends of the spectrum of light and darkness. Now, let's examine that a little bit. Do we really want a balance between compassion and greed? Do we really want a balance between good and evil? Do we really want a balance between God and Satan? Now, if my grandmother, when I was growing up, would have said to me, now little Larry, this is what what you can do here. You can balance between the good and the evil, between the light and the darkness. You have this little neighbor boy, and so if you're good to him on Monday, you can be mean to him on Tuesday. How does that work? It would be like your mom would say to you, you know, if you adopt a little puppy, you can be as mean to your little sister as you want to be. You can pull out her hair and burn all of her dolls. Is that what we really want, this balance? Of course not. All Christians, really all people, should not want a balance. But we should want to eradicate the evil and seek only the good. And so this religion of the force is a little skewed because it wants to seek this balance. And yet it recognizes evil. Even though the force is neutral, the audiences are not. So let's take a quick poll. Uh, Who's the good guy, Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader? Anybody? Luke. Luke. He's the good guy. I mean, even the color of the lightsabers, you can tell the difference. Blue is good. Red is bad. Right? Even when we see Darth Vader for the first time and you hear that heavy breathing... It's the epitome of evil. is evil incarnate. You see him in this, this dark black uniform. His face is covered. Later on, we see the, the hideousness of his countenance. He's only half human. He's, he's half machine. We know that he is evil. And yet, if you go back to the, the prequels, right, I'm still confused by this. You know, I see the, the first movie, star, which, which one? I don't know. The prequel, which is really 4, 5, and 6, it's it's Darth Vader, but he's who is he? He's Anakin, and he's a little slave boy, rather innocent. He wants to grow up to be a Jedi. He wants to be good, and yet he goes on this dark path, and he becomes evil. And isn't that like the world, the slippery slope, committing small sins, makes it easier to commit the big one. I don't think anybody starts out to be a murderer, (laughs) but they might get there. Or a thief or a liar. But we all know you you tell a couple of little fibs, we call them what? White lies, right? Innocent, not harmful, trying to save someone else's feelings. Pretty soon, if you told one lie, it's easy to tell another and then another, and then ten of them, and then a hundred of them, and pretty soon all that you say is, is no longer the truth, this slippery slope, as C.S. Lewis says, the safest road to hell is the gradual one. <laughs> you don't even know you're there. It's like, it's like boiling a frog. Put him in the, in the water, you turn up the heat, never hops out because it's so slow until pretty soon he's cooked. And that's what happens to humans as well. James says, each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. you know what the word enticed means? It means to be baited. To be deceived. I mean, isn't that what happens to to the fish? (laughs) Thinks it's a worm. It's going to taste good. It's going to be fulfilling. It's going to be satisfying. And then they bite into it, and then there is this sharp hook. And now they're on the end of the line, and pretty soon they're in the frying pan. That's us. It looks so good. <laughs> this thing, the devil tempts us our own desires, our own flesh. And yet, after we bite into it, we are left even more hungry and dirty and eventually... Unless we repent, we're dead. Now, it's, it's kind of fun. In Star Wars, it's easy to tell, isn't it? Who's been enticed and dragged away? We talked about Darth Vader. He's, he's no longer human. He's, he's half machine. Uh, the Emperor Palpatine, he's got this hideous look, these eyes, these hollow eyes. You know that he's on the bad side. Wouldn't it be great if that is how it worked in real life? You know, it'd be like the, you know, Pinocchio. You know, every time I tell my kids, you know, your nose is growing, your nose is growing. Every time you tell a lie, Or your, your eyes begin to bulge out every time you look at something you shouldn't look at. Or you get the mechanical arm when you've been doing too many things with it that aren't healthy anymore. But that's not the way it works, is it? You can't always tell when you're being led down the dark path. Now, in the case of Anakin, fear is his nemesis. Fear is the path to the dark side. It could be something different for you and for me. Master Yoda puts it this way. He says, fear leads to anger. Fear itself can be a healthy thing. It's good to be afraid of scary things. You want to run away from them. But in his case, it leads to anger, and anger leads to hatred. And hatred leads to suffering, not only his own, but the suffering of others. If you remember uh, in, the, in the prequel, Anakin, because he's always afraid, he sees everyone as a threat. He slaughters innocent people, women and children. And he ends up suffering as well. It's where his face is burned in the fire. And Obi-Wan says, be mindful of your thoughts. They will betray you. Would you say that's true? Be mindful of your thoughts. Because thoughts lead to actions, and actions lead to circumstances. Paul writes this, God gives us over to a depraved mind so that we do what ought not to be done. Are there people in this world who are doing things that ought not to be done? Raise your hand. Yes. And so do we. As we confess in the beginning, we do the things we know that we shouldn't do. And we don't do the things that we know that we ought to do. As people of the light, we know the difference between light and darkness, good and evil, right and wrong, and yet we do it anyway. When we're enticed, and led down the slippery slope. Now here's the ironic thing, and these these are the words of George Lucas. Not a Christian. He says, nobody who is evil thinks of themselves as evil. Nobody who's evil. Hitler didn't think he was evil. He thought he was doing a good thing for the world in exterminating so many people, creating a superior race. Darth Vader didn't think he was evil. He thought that he was serving a higher cause. Even when intellectually, he knew that the things that he was doing was wrong. In his heart, he believed in his cause. So here's the question for the day. Looking around at the world we live in, looking at the state of our country, is there any hope? <laughs> is there? Well, you know the answer. <laughs> of course, of course, of course there's hope. I mean, there's always hope in the movies, right? We're, we're waiting for the happy ending. Well, the good news for us is the people of God, we live in the real world and we know how the story ends. Just read the end of the book of Revelation. The good guys win. (laughs) Didn't you hear that before with the kids? We're on the good side. We're on the light side. We're on God's side. Rather, God is on our side. Because he loves us. And he recognizes that there is evil in the world. But Jesus came to save the world, not by doing evil but by becoming evil on the cross. Taking our sins and all the sins of the entire world, the real Darth Vader, and you. Remember that scene in the movie, Darth Vader, as the last battle, Luke realizes that he cannot defeat, he should not defeat his father in battle. But rather he seeds himself, and then that is when the emperor turns on him, and he is about to kill Luke in his weakened state. And in that moment, Darth Vader, who is Luke's father, finally sees the light, and he rescues his son, He saves him from death. He destroys the emperor, but in the process, he is mortally wounded. And he's about to die in his son's arms. And at that moment, he is redeemed. And part of us as an audience is cheering because the good guys win. Light has overcome darkness. But a part of us, if you're like me, is also wondering, can such a bad person <laughs> be saved? And the answer is, thank God, because otherwise there's no hope for me. Can bad people go to heaven? They do in the movie. And they do in real life. In fact, only bad people go to heaven, as the Bible says, there is no one is good, no one who is good, no one is righteous, no, not even one. God alone is good. And thank God that even though we are not good like we ought to be, though we don't always seek the light, the light is on our side. God Himself has redeemed us. And finally, the best news of all, I'll close with this. You may remember there was that time when Darth Vader makes a pact. He makes a pact there with Leah and with Han, and then he goes back on his word. He goes back on his word and he says, I have altered the deal. Be glad that I do not alter it any further. I tried that line on my wife once. It didn't work too well. Just saying. The good news is God cannot and will not ever alter the deal. Jesus Christ came to this earth to be the light, to live the life that you and I never could. The one that God the Father demands. And then he died there on that cross, suffering for every evil thought and deed and word that we have ever said, so that you and I could be with him forever. And he will never go back on that word. You have his promise. And so, my friends, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified because of the evil In this world, where the Lord your God goes with you, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And so I think we can say, may the force be with you and also with you. Amen. (laughs) Let's all rise.